Today on The Travel Guys. In the travel news, Broadway is back in New York and in Sacramento. And travel bookings for the holiday are on the rise, as are the number of places who will require you to be vaccinated in order to check in or play in their destination. Details next in the news. And our Smarter Traveler segment at 320 will update you on COVID requirements for popular Asian countries, explain some ways to make travel better for the planet, and ask the question, should you tip when you order takeout? At 335, we welcome our newest online culinary instructor to Sacramento as Penny Sylvia joins us to talk food and fun. It's been a while since we spoke with Chris Elliott. Chris joins us at 350 to talk about a controversial subject, vaccination passports. Busy day. Lots of great information. Thanks for joining us. We are the Travel Guide. On the road again Just can't wait to get on the road again I've got two tickets to paradise North to Alaska I go north to Russia's own Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Travel and Entertainment Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Such a pleasure to be here with you. Tom Romano and Mark Hoffman, your hosts. Thanks for uh, for coming along. Mark, good to see you again. Good to see you again. Nice uh, to see you, sir. Want to start off? Yeah, yeah. I uh, wanted to start off by, you know, I've just been reading and watching what's going on around us and in the news. You know, it uh, clearly it's been a tough time for people, particularly in the travel business, uh, you know, in, in a lot of different ways. And have to ask, there at Sports Leisure Vacations Travel Company, how things going with you guys? Well, uh, we are a, a tour company for folks who might be new to the program. Uh, with a staff of 16 here, headquartered here in Sacramento, have been for 40 plus years uh tom it, it something strikes me you know to people who are in business or to young entrepreneurs who might be thinking about starting a business i will share something with you that i really consider to be the most important thing that i've learned in all of these years and that is um some business people say you know your customers are number one your customers always come first and unfortunately in a really to have a really successful company i might su- suggest you that um, it's your staff and your team that should come first. And if you take really good care of the people who work for you, you won't have to worry about your customers because they will take really good care of your customers for you. So um, I think some business people step over that, and they spend so much time taking care of their customers that they forget about the people who work for them, and really and truly those are the most important. It has been a long damn year and a half. Um, here we have been struggling to make dreams come true which is sort of the business that we're in and it's it's a tough thing to do to not have um, if you were a chef and you fixed this wonderful meal once a week and no one ever showed up to eat it 
So you never found out, people never said, oh, wow, this is just, this is really wonderful, chef. You've done a great job. So they don't tell our people what a great time that they've had or what wonder, how great they are, what they do, because that, and while we are getting some tours out now, it still is just really a struggle. And we've talked on this program many times about how if you travel right now, that we've created our own F word, um, and that is flexibility. And if you're going to travel, you have to be willing to be a little bit flexible because things are just not – they're not 100 percent, and they're not going to be 100 percent for a while. So if you're expecting perfect, don't go. And I really want to compliment the people who travel with with us. They have really been very good about accepting you know, things that happen, being able to just pivot on a dime and uh, being understanding and being really flexible. So I'm I'm really it's it has been a difficult time, Tom. That's a long answer to your question here at the top of the program, but uh, but our customers, our travelers, have been just terrific. Ninety nine point seven percent of them, and uh, and my staff has held up somehow over through all of this. Um, it, it's it's it, and it's it's not been it's not been easy. It really is a very different situation right now but uh my my hat is off to everyone if they if if i didn't have terrific customers and a really hard-working staff it would never work hey listen you you if people might notice that you sound a little different like you're not in your studio and you're not because you're, not. In, you're in san antonio <laughs> awaiting the arrival of evelyn sarah our uh newest uh, addition to the uh, to the family uh-huh. Uh, and uh, th- this is all going to happen uh, officially tomorrow. Uh, our our sweet daughter uh, has, uh, with her doctors, have chosen for the the famous C-section. Uh, you know, some people don't know when their babies are coming. In this particular case, we do know uh, the new mom, uh, of course, is 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 pretty pretty excited and pretty nervous. This is her first and our first grandchild. So. Uh, we're pretty excited, but she's going to be doing all the hard work. So congratulations to uh, Amanda and Adam uh, ahead of time. Uh, we'll give you an update uh, next week. But uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's pretty exciting. You know, I, I got to focus here on this radio show. It's it's a little difficult, but well, thanks cool. for asking. Thanks for asking. You're welcome. All right. By the, by the time this time next week, we'll be able to call you Grandpa. Um, you got it, baby. You can count on it. <laughs> All, right. All right. Without further ado, at the top of every Travel Guys radio program, we bring you up to date on the travel news. With it, here's Mark. Well, and we mentioned in the headlines a bunch of things, but the one thing I did mention when I was writing the headlines yesterday, duh, is the finally, after all of these years, we have space tourism. The first four civilians have gone up into orbit and returned to the planet and you know didn't it wasn't an astronaut mission or anything it was pretty darn cool uh it was i just thought it included a childhood cancer survivor uh a saint jude a children's research hospital physician's assistant it was it was really cool if you've watched any of the interviews with the folks that went up and 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 seen what they've had to say they were the perfect tourists to kick this off so maybe someday while some of us are still on the planet we'll have a chance (laughs) to get off the planet in a way that we have never done so before but mostly it's just something that 
you know, 25, 30 years ago, I can remember people saying, yeah, someday we're going to take tourists into space. And I thought, wow, you know, two or four planets in three months. And <laughs> so anyhow, uh, travel vacation bookings for uh, winter travel are on the rise. In fact, some popular resorts around the country and in the islands of Hawaii are reporting that they are already sold out. And as with business being good after business was bad for a long time and a lot of people chasing a very few rooms, it means that prices are going to go up. So if you are planning on going someplace for the holidays and you haven't made your reservations yet, now is the time to stop planning and start booking because otherwise you're going to pay a lot more. We mentioned in the headlines that uh, Broadway is that that Broadway is back in New York City. Indeed, um, four shows kicked off the return of Broadway on Tuesday night: Wicked, Chicago, The Lion King, and Hamilton. Four long, successful shows all roared back to life in all their glory in front of enthusiastic and emotional crowds. Uh, of course, people had to be vaccinated, and there were some COVID protocols, but nonetheless. Uh, my report from Broadway is that folks were really excited. The audiences have been wildly enthusiastic all week long. You know, Tom, we have a brand-new theater here in Sacramento that just opened up with Hamilton um, showing this week. Yes. I'm betting that probably some of the people listening to this program have already been to the theater, the new theater, and I would love to hear about it. So next week on the program, take a little time and get some feedback from our listeners so if you're one of the folks who has been or is about to go uh, to the new theater in town here in Sacramento, uh, downtown, I would love to hear what you think about it because I'm not going to get a chance to go for a couple of weeks. And you, Grandpa-to-be, you have to be in San Antonio, so you're not going to get to go either. No, no. But I, I did. I have, I have uh, seen on Facebook some of my friends uh, posting uh, pictures and uh, them with uh, family and so forth that have gone and what little i've seen looks very very exciting looked like they had a great time and and it's going to be fun to talk to the folks to about uh, uh what they think of the new theater and all well we'll get our friend richard lewis um who heads up all of that who is the who is mr theater in town and we'll we'll get an update from him but I, i've kind of left him alone here because i figure that he's probably yeah. got uh, just a few things on the plate right now, opening a new venue and getting back uh, in business after a year and a half. I know how hard it is for at, at, at my office, So, uh, that, but we'll, we'll, we'll find him at some point here and get an update. Um, King County up in Seattle is going to require a vaccine or a negative COVID test for events, eateries, all that jazz by October 25th. Many places in Oregon and Washington State are doing the same. They're either countywide, citywide, or have been left up to individual establishments. So if you're headed to Oregon and Washington, uh, you're planning on dining indoors or going to a basketball game or a football game or something like that, my suggestion is if you don't do your homework ahead of time, make sure that you're vaccinated. Some places are allowing the option of a test and some are not. So as we've preached a lot during all of this, do your homework before you hit the road. Uh, tourism, just to let you know that tourism is coming back. The biggest travel show in the country uh, is in Las Vegas. It's the 52nd annual. It's called the International Pow Wow, or IPW. And uh, we'll have a report on that probably next week. But shows you that folks are getting back in business. Southwest Airlines has extended their schedule into April till April 24th. So if you're planning a 
winter or early spring trip on Southwest Airlines. The schedules are now out there. And last item here in the travel news was uh, something that came out yesterday from our friend Christopher Elliott, who is going to join us later in the program to talk about vaccination passports and the like. Um, He says vaccination requirements are coming um, even since we spoke in our interview just a couple of days ago. uh, More vaccination requirements are coming. He believes that international travel and stuff, that that's how we're going to get this all restarted again. I can't say that I disagree with him. And I think after so many stops and starts that people are probably going to be a little bit more willing to accept some of these protocols on a temporary basis so that we can get people moving back around the planet again. Anyway, that is your travel news for today. All right, links to our special guests and all we talk about can be found at TravelGuysRadio.com. Coming up in the Smarter Traveler segment, COVID requirements for popular Asian countries. Going to talk a little bit about uh, making travel better for the planet and that question, do you tip when you order takeout? All of that coming up next here on The Travel Guys. Hey, what's up, my friends? It's Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, the travel and entertainment guys, every Sunday, 3 to 4. Also at uh, on iHeartRadio, wherever you might uh, travel, you can catch us there. Just hunt up KFBK. Also, uh, podcasts of our previous programs can be found at TravelGuysRadio.com. Okay, Mark, it's the Smarter Traveler segment, so let's make people smarter. All righty, Thomas. I have got a list here of, you know, we've, we've gotten used to being able to move around a little bit in our country. It's even now possible to get into Canada if you're willing to jump through a few hoops. Um, I have an update here from Asia, and I have to say that uh, while I don't have every country here, it's, it doesn't sound real positive if you're planning on going to Asia anytime soon. Japan, a little over half the country are still in under emergency state. Foreign nationals are not allowed to visit Japan for tourism purposes at all. So no Japan right now. China, no tourism visit visas are currently being issued. Um, so no China. Hong Kong is open to travelers from China without quarantine. 2,000 people a day. For the U.S. travelers, you can go to Hong Kong, but you have to test, and there is a 21-day quarantine required. So unless you're going to Hong Kong for a long time or it's something you can do from your hotel room by yourself, then uh, you're going to have to – it's a heavy price to pay to get into Hong Kong. Taiwan, uh, 14-day quarantine required and a test. Vietnam is still pretty much locked down in many cities. Um, seven days quarantine for vaccinated travelers uh, for Viet- Vietnam, 14 days for unvaccinated travelers. Thailand, uh, you have to have insurance, special medical insurance that you will purchase in order to get into Thailand. A PCR test and quarantine doesn't say how long quarantine is required. A few of the major cities in Thailand are open to tourists without quarantine for vaccinated travelers. So that's the Asian country that offers you the best opportunity to arrive there. Cambodia country is under lockdown and there is restriction on gathering of people over 10 tests and quarantine are required to enter Cambodia. Tourists are strongly discouraged at this time. So that's kind of a brief rundown of what it's like in Asia. only reason I thought I would present that is just to show folks 
who are thinking about going to that region that things are still pretty locked down over there and are probably going to be for a while. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about here and probably something that we need to dedicate a whole program to somewhere down the road is how to make travel better for the planet. Um, it is it is a known fact, uh, and those of us who are travelers can try to ignore it and put our heads in the sand, but the reality is one of the worst things for the planet is buzzing around in big airplanes. Um, We've talked the, about this uh, in the past, and, yeah. uh, and not much has changed. No, no. Um, airlines have made some airlines and some fuel uh, companies have made some headway in creating fuel that is uh, more biodegradable and is better for the planet. But nonetheless, if you and, – and this has really become in vogue in Europe. There are a lot of places that people fly to in Europe because you can get there on an air flight in an hour. But the reality is that there's perfectly good train service that would get you there in three hours. Well, by the time you figure getting in and out of the airport and the time that you had to be there ahead of time and all the complications, oftentimes an hour plane flight versus a three- or four-hour train trip end up being about the same. Mm -hmm. In terms of from the time you walk into the transit facility until the time you walk out and are on your own. So... Um, consider the possibility, perhaps, of taking a train, particularly in some foreign countries. Uh, train service is much better than it is here in our country, but in spots, for example, you have visitors who are coming uh, from out of town and they want to go to San Francisco for the day. Why in the heck you have to work? So you put them on the Capitol Corridor train and they go to San Francisco without taking another vehicle. So they've done something that's a little bit better for the planet. Uh, another thing to think about when you're traveling is buy less and do more. Um, when you buy stuff, um, stuff leaves a footprint. Um, whether it's clothing or furniture or holiday decorations or souvenirs or whatever, a lot of stuff is not biodegradable and is not necessarily great for the planet. Whereas if you go out on a trip and you do something, you have an experience, it's perhaps less of an impact on the planet. You still get to enjoy yourself and you still get to support whatever destination it is that you're at, which is, of course, part of, of travel. Um, accommodations, there are uh, hotel chains that make a real effort at trying to be friendly to the planet, and there are hotel chains that just completely ignore it. Um, here in, on the West Coast, we tend to be a little bit more aware of environmental things, but in some regions of our country, here in the United States, it is shocking to go places and they, the environment is not of concern at all. There's not an extra garbage can in the airport that says for recyclables or in your room or in the lobby of a major anything. You know, folks are not really even making um, the effort as, as we have here on the West Coast in some small ways. So um, choosing your hotel chain and doing a little homework on how, what, how they recycle things and how they treat the planet is another way. So those are just a few little ideas about some ways that you can consider. And as a tour operator, when I am considering taking people places and doing things and staying places, do we give consideration um, to those items, to how the, our vendors treat the planet? And the answer is yes, we do. Yes, we do. And in a case of a tie or when it's close, tie goes to the guy who is better to the environment almost every single time.
One other thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, Tom, before we um, wrap up this segment here is to talk a little bit about um, tipping for takeout. You know, takeouts become very in vogue these days, um, whether it's at a restaurant or a grocery store or wherever you go, people bring things to your car. And the question is, should you tip as much as you would normally tip for service inside? You, my friend, or somebody I know during COVID who has done some to-go and takeout sort of stuff, you've been very cautious. Are you tipping the same amount as you normally do when, it, when you went into a place and got personalized service? Nowadays, uh, with uh, with COVID and all the struggles that uh, the restaurants and uh, the servers and everybody have had, I do. I, I, I'm excessive. Uh, you know, you find yourself between a rock and a hard place when they walk out with your curbside and they're going to take your payment uh, at the window of the car and they hold up their reader and they're, they're asking you uh, what kind of tip you want to leave and you got your choices of 5, 10, 15, 20 or more. Uh, I, I inevitably uh, will will tip the twenty, uh, and and even if I just uh, walk up to the counter and pick up food to go, same situation, uh, and uh, we'll probably stick with that for a while. I think when this all said and done, I would normally tip less for food to go or curbside, but today in the environment that we're in, uh, I can and I will tip more. How about you? Maybe I well, and I I tend to. Give the people at the takeout window a buck. Um, I don't tip fifteen or twenty percent, but yeah, I, I'm not. I don't do it quite as much of it as you have, but yes, it's a consideration. I think next week we should ask our listeners, maybe do a segment and ask folks to call in and just see how they're handling it and see what we can find out across the board. Good idea. All right, coming up after the news break here on uh, the Travel Guys, Penny Silva joins us the newest online culinary instructor in Sacramento. It's going to be a lot of fun. Stick around. You're listening to The Travel Guy. Hey there, my friends. Mark and Tom, the travel and entertainment guys. Check us out at travelguysradio.com. Been a while since we've had a special guest on here locally. Uh, I apologize. I think I may have mispronounced Penny's last name. Penny Silva. Welcome, our new, our online culinary instructor in Sacramento, Penny. Good to, good to hear from you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I answer to both Silva or Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs> Penny, um, welcome to the program. Um, just as a, by way of introduction, um, about a year ago, maybe late October last year, um, we had Paulette Bruce on the program, and if some of our listeners will probably remember that we did kind of a live broadcast where I went to Paulette's uh, kitchen, and she prepared some things, and we did it live on the radio, and it was a lot of fun. And we gave people a, an opportunity to sign up for Paulette's cooking classes and gave them a Travel Guys discount. And unfortunately, not too long after that, our friend Paulette um, became ill. And she left us very quickly. And f- many people thought, well, I guess that's the end of online cooking classes in Sacramento. But maybe not so much. And that's where Penny comes in. Yeah, yeah. So um, Paulette and I were dear friends. And um, she was a very well-established person in Sacramento who did wonderful cooking classes. And she took her classes online when the pandemic hit and I actually 
helped her on the back end um, during that time and, you know, learned how to do all that good stuff. But I had been cooking with her for about 17 years. And so, yeah. And so when, um, when we did, when she did pass away, I, I, you know, it took some time and I thought, how could I help pass on her legacy? She was loved by so many, including myself. And um, I thought, well, gosh, I know how to do all the back end stuff. And I've watched Paulette for years. So I think I'm going to give it a go and have some fun and, and honor her legacy. So I decided to start doing online cooking classes also. Wow. And you tell me, uh, Penny, these classes have actually already started. Is that is that correct? The first one has been just recently here. Yeah. So I started in September um, this year. And ironically, September was um, a year ago, Paulette's launch date. So it came with a lot of um, sentimental value for me. And a lot of her students um, joined me. So that was really touching. And so we started in September. And every month we have a new menu. Um, It's a monthly membership and you get five recipes for each week. And we teach you how to do it. And it's super fun. (laughs) Uh, And and, and something that I guess you didn't think that you were that you were doing. So you've already had the first one. How did it go? I mean, did some some of Paulette's old um, culinary friends joined you for? Uh, what you have for what you're doing? How's it going so far? I mean, I know it's early, but. <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And what's neat about it is um, either the ones who remember Paulette share their stories, which is so awesome. And then I'm able to also share my stories. And even even those who are new, um, you know, we're making our own stories as we're getting more confident in the kitchen, which was really um, Paulette's hope for everyone and has become my hope from everyone. So it's really a lot of fun, and it's going really well. I love doing it and having people learn new things in the kitchen. So what were a couple of the things that you fixed for the first class? Just give us an idea of, for those of us who have, for people who have never been part of an online cooking class, what did you do last week? Yeah, so... um, Let's see. I'm always ahead of the game, right? So I've already cooked um, recipes for October. But my very first recipe, our very first recipe we did was um, the first recipe that I learned by heart, which happened to be one that Paulette taught me, which was a spicy sausage and penne pasta in cream sauce um, with some stuffed bread. And that was, I mean, in my house, we call it mom's pasta. And so that's just one you have to share with everyone. And then we made um, another week. We had a berry ricotta cake that is awesome and one that you can take anywhere. And uh, let's see, we made a mushroom galette, which is really savory and tasty. And another recipe was uh, one for those of us who work during the week and need something quick. It was like a, a paprika chicken on a sheet pan with veggies that I showed you how to make it keto and not keto friendly. Wow, so wow. Been- that 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 sounds that sounds pretty good. I'll 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 be over for lunch. <laughs> Come on over. <laughs> yeah, you got to you got to Penny has to have Penny pasta in her in her uh, uh recipe. Penny for those that uh, have never taken an online uh culinary class, uh 
Are there any special requirements? Do they need any special skill set? Is this for the novice as well as the expert? Just give us a thumbnail. Yeah, you you nailed it. It is for anyone. Anyone can learn something new in the kitchen, and you don't need anything special because chances are you probably already make a little something in your kitchen. So as long as you have a knife, a stove, and a sink, and a pot, you can make something tasty. <laughs> so, Penny, um, yeah. how, can, how can people find out more about this? Now, we've put a, a link online. Tell us uh, where your website is. What does it cost? Um, how, how can people be a part of, of, of this? And, what, and, and more importantly, I guess I've never asked you this, what is your, what is your online cooking class company called? Oh, yeah. So um, I will share that. Paulette was good eats. So I meshed, because I'm, a lot of people call me Positive Penny, so I meshed them together. And so it's goodeatshappylife.com. And uh, it's $29 a month, and it's a recurring membership, but you can cancel any time. And, um, yeah, it's super simple. You don't need Zoom or anything. You just, you can, it's a nice course platform that you can log on, and you get everything delivered to you drip each week. So each week we cook something new, and then we can share together on, through Facebook if you want or through email so lots of communication. Awesome, awesome. So it's called Good Eats, Happy Life. And uh, Penny Silva would be happy to have you as a part of her class. And I've told Penny, Tom, that when we get closer to Thanksgiving, that we'll do um, like we did last year with Paulette. And we'll uh, I'll go to Penny's kitchen and we'll have live food on the radio. How's that sound? Sounds great. That's yeah. There you go. That's if Penny will trust you back in her in her kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's excellent news. That that's so good. And Penny, uh, you know, you should be commended for uh, you know carrying the torch on for Paulette and uh, helping to remember uh, and and creating a, a bit of a legacy, if you will. I know all of her friends uh, appreciate it very much. And and absolute uh, best of luck with this for you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much, you guys. I really appreciate it. You can find a link to uh, Penny's online food classes at TravelGuysRadio.com, and Penny will check back in with you for some Thanksgiving goodies uh, a little before the holiday. Good luck to you. I look forward to it. Thank you. All right. Chris Elliott joins us next. We're going to talk about the controversial subject, vaccination passports, next on The Travel Guys. All the leaves are Hey there, my friends. Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano with you. We are the Travel and Entertainment Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. And returning to the Travel Guys, consumer advocate, nationally syndicated columnist, Chris Elliott, back to join us here on the program. Chris, good to, good to have you back. It's great to be back. Thanks. Yeah, if he gets if he writes for anybody else, his, his, his list of credits will take up more time. We won't have time for the interviews. <laughs> well, that's, um, that's why we just, just go with syndicated columnist worldwide. There you go. There you go. Um, Chris, I wanted to talk to you a, a little bit about something that has been brewing in the background all over the place uh, for the last few weeks. It's a subject that it feels like that people are afraid to talk about it because they're afraid that there's a percentage of people who will shoot it down, probably the same people who are not interested in getting a needle put in their arm. 
but uh, I'm, I'm referencing the possibility of a digital vaccine passport, um, something that would provide some level of security over the pieces of paper that we're all walking around with now and uh, and make it easier as more and more entities are requesting or requiring people to have proof of vaccination in order to enter a restaurant, a theater, anything like that. So I wanted to get your take on that and see what you thought about the idea of a, of a digital vaccine passport. Well, you know, Mark, I'm not afraid to talk about anything. So uh, let's let's do this thing. Um, vaccination passports, vaccine passports. We've talked about them since there's been COVID-19. They've become a political hot button issue. But in my opinion, unnecessarily so, especially when it comes to travel. Now, there's like two separate issues. There's vaccination passports for things like restaurants and public events. But then there's also for travel. And when it comes to travel, that is pretty much a done deal. You have Europe that has a vaccination passport called the Green Pass. You have mm-hmm. Israel that has a vaccination passport now as well. And those are if not required, they will soon be required for traveling into some or all European countries. You also have cruise lines that are saying you have to be vaccinated. You have to show proof of a vaccine. So you have any number of ways of verifying that you've been vaccinated. And here's why I would say it's not controversial. People have always had to exchange information in order to get uh, into another country. For example, when I went to Kenya a couple of years ago, I had to show something called a yellow card. That yellow card showed that I had been vaccinated against any number of exotic tropical diseases. Uh, you know, you had yellow fever, for example, Example, you had hepatitis. Those are required in order to, to go into a country like Kenya. That's the first thing that they ask for when you get to the airport. Uh, if, they, if you can't show them that, that you've been vaccinated, they will turn you back and send you on the next flight back to JFK. So in my opinion, as a travel expert, those those things have already been decided. If you want to travel in the future, you're going to have to show proof of a vaccination. It's not controversial at all. Well, and this this might not be a short term thing. I mean, it's entirely possible. It's been suggested that covid might be with us for a long time or even forever and that it may take it may be things situations where we have to get booster shots on a regular basis. Tom? You know, uh, a lot of people um, that are, you know, not for the vaccine or for the passes or whatever, a a lot of it has to do with who's telling you that you need to need a a digital pass, a vaccine pass. You know, it seems to be that if it comes by way of the federal government, there's a lot of resistance. However, uh, you know, private entities, whether it's a cruise lines or an airline or a restaurant or whatever, uh, is asking for it. People seem to respond a little bit differently. So when it comes down to mandates to uh, have a digital vaccine pass or whatever, who is going to demand it? Well, I mean, you have, uh, if you're going to cross a border, let's say that you want to go into hypothetically Canada and Canada requires a vaccination passport. They're entitled to say, hey, you can't come into our country unless you show proof of a vaccination. Um, I don't think, I mean, you can argue with with that if you want to, but they are still not going to let you into the country. So it's kind of a subtle thing. Same thing goes for a private company. You know, we, you see uh, signs on on the windows uh, to to stores that say no shoes, no shirt, no service. Now you see a lot of no mask, no service signs. And in the future, I think you're going to see no vaccination card or no vaccine, no service. 
Um, That's not so far-fetched. You know, if you want to get political about it, this is all about a company's rights to determine who it can do business with. And it does have a certain number of a certain amount of rights to say, you know, if you're if you aren't wearing any shoes, you can't come into my store, that sort of thing. So that is um, that's definitely, uh, you know, one side. But then on the other side, though, you have a country saying you can't come into the country without showing proof of a vaccine. Again, you can argue with that. But if you want to travel, you're going to have to comply. And by the way, this is not a new thing. Um, I would argue that a passport is even more if you're talking about privacy. You are giving the government so much information about yourself in order to get a passport. So chances are, if you have made a decision to go somewhere else, to another country, you've already given up a lot of your personal information in order to get a passport. So giving up a little bit more information and saying, hey, I've been vaccinated, here's the proof of it, it's not much of a stretch. Our guest today here on The Travel Guys is Chris Elliott, nationally syndicated uh, columnist, author, consumer advocate, um, Chris, would you agree that I, what kind of bothers me right now is I'm checking when people are coming on trips. I'm checking. Did just did this this morning at the airport. Checked a whole bunch of vaccine cards, which basically kind of look like something that your sixth grade teacher could have given you <laughs> um, because you passed the spelling bee. Yeah, I ain't that. And thing. I've learned what to look for on the things and and you know how many digits the numbers should have and some of those things, but. Um, didn't we have a, a situation a couple weeks ago where somebody went to Hawaii with a fake uh, passport and they caught her because she spelled Mo- Moderna, Moderna, M-A instead of M-O? It strikes <laughs> mm-hmm. me as time goes on, there are going to be a lot more of these fake cards floating around. The people who don't want to get this shot are going to go online and they're going to find somebody who will sell them a fake card. Doesn't it seem, Chris, that, that the security issue would make this, if you put it online, it would make it a lot harder to duplicate, hypothetically? Oh, without a doubt. Um, I remember actually talking to the Greek ambassador this summer when I was in Washington, and, you know, I I asked, uh, what about people who are trying to fake it? And she said, look, we're going to just have to trust people this summer. And uh, a lot of other companies and countries are also doing the same thing. I've talked to people who have been to Europe, and they say they show them the CDC vaccination record card, um, and and uh, they trust them. They trust that it's been filled in correctly. And they say, OK, you've been vaccinated. You can go visit this church or visit this restaurant or public event. Um, I I do think that having a more secure system makes some sense. Um, I haven't you know, these reports of forgeries and faked vaccine cards are fairly rare. They're actually I'm surprised at how rare they are. Um, I reported on this early in the year and i reported that there were you could go online to um amazon and you could buy blank covid uh, vaccine record cards fill them in yourself i I will say this though if you're going to try to forge your vaccination record card there is a special place in hell reserved for you because you could infect a lot of people it's just totally morally wrong you're better off just staying home and not taking a vacation amen amen chris elliott well put Everyone has to have their own vaccination record card, uh, obviously. We have to assume, and again, I'm not an epidemiologist, so I'm just a travel guy here, but from everything I know, COVID is going to be endemic, and that means that it's going to be with us for the rest of our lives. Uh, We will have to get booster shots once a year. Um, There'll be a new variant, and we'll have to get shots against that. So there, we are headed in the direction of having a universal 
um, something that is readable wherever you are, whichever country you are, kind of like a passport that is, is secure. And it just makes a lot of sense. And I know to some people that that is very big brother like and it's very disturbing. But remember, we're only talking right now about travel. We're not talking about can you go to the grocery store? We're just talking about can you cross the border? And and I think that we can all agree that that makes some sense. If you're going to cross the border, maybe that information can be integrated into your passport information. There's a lot of metadata that gets read when you cross the border. Maybe that can be included in it. I don't know what it's going to look like, but we do know that we're all we're heading in that direction right now where everything has to be in a secure document that's online somewhere and that's readable. Well, and, and a lot of this is for the safety of of, of the public at large. I, I'm, I'm reminded of the the story about the man who's uh, who's on a, a boat and he decides that he's going to dig a hole in the floor of his cabin. And he says, you know, it's my cabin, so what difference does it make? And he digs a hole in the floor of his cabin, and water rushes in. And, of course, it gets the cabins of other people, too. So um, as long as we're all in the same ship, it, it, it seems strange that some people keep digging a hole in their cabin. But I'm not sure how to resolve that issue. But as a, as a business person, and gosh, you know, half the businesses in the country are, are trying to deal with this, it's most of us could not take another Another shot, another a shutdown, another situation where, you know, if travel ceased um, for four, six, eight, ten weeks, something like that. I, I think you'd see a lot of businesses who made it, who have made it this far, who might not make it through another thing of that type. Chris, thank you uh, very much for your you've been very generous with your time. Um, if you have a consumer issue of any type, not just a travel issue, but a consumer issue, um, you can go to Elliot, two L's and two T's dot org. And learn about Chris's organization. Not only uh, does he write and advocate for consumers, but he has an entire organization that in many cases can help you uh, by getting an answer for you or can show you, more importantly, how to help yourself. Uh, Because they have a tremendous list of contacts and things like that available to consumers. So you can actually go there and find out who to yell at yourself to get your own money back. Chris, uh, thank you so much uh, for your time. And uh, we'll catch you down the road. Thanks a lot, Mark. And you know that my readers love you too. And yeah, um, our yes, our listeners do. Uh, Chris just did a put a column in. Had one of our readers from the Travel Guys had was featured in one of his national columns. All right, next week here on the Travel Guys, we're going to tell you about the pumpkin train. That sounds like fun. Yeah, and more information and an update on. Uh... The uh, Fulton Avenue Cruise Fest coming up on October the 2nd. That's a Saturday. If We'll see if we can round up uh, Steve LaRosa to give us an update on how things are going and how you can sign up and what it's all about. Ah, sounds interesting. So a little bit of uh, local things to do featured on the Travel Guys next week along with the travel news and a bunch of other updates. In the meantime, dance like nobody's watching, and we'll also have an update next week from our new grandpa down in San Antonio. So good luck with all of that, Tom. Um, Remember, dance like nobody's watching. All right. As I used to say on peanuts, I'm on pins and noodles. All right. Stay well, (laughs) my friends. We'll see you. We'll see you next week. Thank you.